Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Shamina, and she is a singer and songwriter from California. And I've been following her work for several years now, and she has grown so much in the music industry. And um, her voice is really awesome. And you can find some of her music on Spotify, and I'll provide the links after the podcast. But um, you're going to hear from Shamina and her journey into music and how that started. And uh, you're going to enjoy this awesome podcast interview that we have with her. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast episode with Shamina. Well, thank you so much, Shamina, for uh, being on the, on the podcast today. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, really excited for this discussion because I know I've been following your, your journey for years now and um, you've really developed a successful a career in, in the music world. So um, to kind of start off the interview, just wanted to start off and um, tell us a little bit about your growing up and how you really gained that interest in, in music. Yeah, so I grew up in a really musical household, a lot of creativity, a lot of encouragement to um just create and um, not be shy about sharing it and getting feedback. Um, my, I have a pretty cool like family musical background that I come from. Um, so I'm Assyrian, but we don't have a country. So um, Assyrians are spread out around the Middle East. My family comes from Iran. And in Iran, my dad and my uncle were both super musical. Um, my uncle was played the accordion, still does, which is pretty awesome. But he is a composer and he's also written a lot of songs for the Assyrian church. Um, and is also a, a piano teacher. And then my dad was sang full time in the opera in Iran. He was in the ensemble there. And then he also wrote a lot of his own songs, was in a Syrian folk group, like introduced the first electric guitar at his church in Iran. So I just, I come from like a really cool background. And then obviously here in the States, um, I was born here, but I was probably, I think I was like, two or three when my parents noticed I had an ear for music and they were really excited and just tried to expose me to everything. And so I listened to whatever my dad listened to. And my dad was always excited to have me like participate in stuff with him. So I started writing at a really young age, thanks to just their encouragement. Like, I don't know how it is for you, but in like Middle Eastern households, there's the stereotype that's like, oh, go be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or whatever. And fortunately, I was free of those pressures or those expectations like my parents wanted me to work hard and understand that value um but they never made me feel bad about my desire to create music and my love of it and clearly saw that I was drawn to it so they actually encouraged it a bunch even when I was too shy <laughs> um so I started writing really early on I started playing piano around like eight however old you are in second grade I can't really remember <laughs> right now um, my uncle was my piano teacher. I grew up singing in church. And then when I was nine, I wrote my first worship song on the piano. And I still remember all of it. And it's super cheesy, but you have to remember where you came from. <laughs> um, and then when I was about 12 or 13, almost 13, um, I really wanted to play guitar. And I wanted to stop playing piano because I just didn't think it was cool. And my parents said, well, if you want guitar lessons, you have to continue with your piano lessons. And I said, fine, I'll quit piano and I'll teach myself guitar. <laughs> um, and then I fell in love with piano like later in my teens all over again, but continued both instruments and just have been writing since I was basically nine years old. And for the first 
however many years, it was all just like personal worship stuff. And then when I was about 18, started finding myself really interested in like the TV film world and just like fun indie pop stuff and exploring that as a writer. And I wrote mostly from guitar at that point. And all the while just uh, being a part of worship teams in church and serving in that way. And then again, somewhere in my early twenties, just realizing so much of my writing is still inspired by my faith and by scripture, um, by theology, and I can't hide that. And I would either write in metaphors or write with symbolism. And then at some point I was like, this is just who I am and I'm going to create whatever comes out of me naturally. So at this point, I've had a, a really cool blend of opportunities where I've gotten to write for other people that hasn't necessarily been faith-based or like for projects for like a pitch for a potential try to get your song played on the show or whatever it is um and my own music for the last however many years has continued to be very openly about my faith but true to my writing voice which is that's the that's the quick version of it but that's how I, I got thrown into it and I haven't looked back so I'm super grateful to my parents for that well, that's awesome. Well, at what point, because I know it seemed like growing up, music was always a part of your life. But how did you, at what point did you know that this is what you're going to do as like a, like your lifelong ministry or career? Yeah, I don't know that I actually knew. It just, mm -hmm. it was always normal, like serving in church and being in music in some capacity is just always the norm because that's what I saw my uncle do and my dad do. And even though my mom isn't as musical as my dad, she, like, as far as like serving and being creative, she's very creative um, from like a design standpoint, that just always was wrapped into whatever we were doing. As far as the career option, when I was finishing up university, so I started out a music major at San Jose State. I had a um, partial scholarship for vocal performance major and I had like a quarter life crisis or like a one fifth life crisis at that point. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to do music classically. I don't know that I want to do it like this and um, kind of went undeclared for a while. And then I was serving at my church at the time with high school students um, with specifically through like helping build a student worship band. And I thought, hey, I love students. I love ministry and I love music. Maybe there's an option, at least with like students in ministry in teaching. And so I actually got my degree in teaching to be a middle school math teacher, <laughs> um, which I never actually put into practice because I, I was working part time at church throughout university. And then when I graduated several months later, was offered a full time position in the worship department and essentially was a full time musician through that. And I, I still got to serve with students and I got to serve the church musically um and that was the first time that I guess I was like hey I could I get I'm paid to do music make music in all these different ways and um I loved it and as far as like my own music went I still continued doing that so I would save up work on projects on the side um but yeah out of university I never like planned to go into vocational ministry specifically even with um musical worship but it worked out that way and I'm really grateful. <laughs> so I'm sure your journey uh, pursuing music, of course, came came with some challenges. So what were what were some of the challenges uh, that you faced kind of pursuing this, this music journey? Yeah, uh, man, a number of them, I would say. Well, when I started becoming more serious about pursuing it and like heading out to Nashville a lot more and learning more about the industry on that side of things, um, 
there were just a lot of no's, right? That's it's such a saturated industry. And like, there's, it's awesome that there's so many people that create, but there's just so many layers to it. There's so much to try to break through is really hard. And um, I got told no so many times, like I was, I didn't fit in this box. I didn't fit in that box or all those kinds of things. And that was really difficult because while I thought I knew what my voice was, um, I also didn't know where I stood and I didn't know how to be comfortable with that. So that was definitely, and that's like an ongoing journey. Um, but that's definitely been a hard part of it just throughout the years of being told no a bunch and still having the, the drive to keep going and like, let that shape me in a positive way rather than that tear you down. Um, and also I would say to, I, I wish I would have taken more risks and not that, so they are challenges in the sense that I don't know that I was brave enough when I was younger um, to maybe have moved to a musical city and maybe immerse myself even more, um, which at that point I would have probably been met with even more no's honestly, but um, like living and operating in a town that's not fully centered on music is really hard. And so um, that, that created challenges where like, okay, like if this is my full-time job, I have to create outside of that. So where do I have the pockets to do that? Also, how do you build connections and network and all that? Um, fortunately, I didn't have the struggle of like a supportive family. My family was always really supportive and uh, believed in me and like have always been my biggest fans, but um, definitely like finding my voice and like being okay with that, um, especially as I got further on. Because uh, being... I feel like I found like similar battles, like being a young woman in ministry um, um, and in like a position of like some form of leadership and growing in that. And then on the music side too, um, not being, still being gracious and like growing in wisdom and discipline and leadership, but also like knowing how to stand firm in certain things. That was definitely a process because I'm just a more introverted and shy personality. Um, and so yeah, the the learning through the nose, but at this point, being really confident and what I'm putting out and what I want to say and how I want to do it and being perfectly okay with, hey, at this point, I've learned how some of the, the beast works and how I can do things independently where I don't have to be dependent on a label or even though all that's really great, the resources are awesome. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably this is a really long-winded answer to your question, but it it was a it was a slow journey, but a necessary and healthy journey of finding what my voice is and being comfortable with that and finding how to be successful in music, even though it may not look like, hey, you're in the top 40. Like there's just so many ways to be successful in music, um, so many avenues and things that you can do that might not be the obvious answer. But I hope that was clear. <laughs> No, that was good. I mean, uh, it's 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 awesome to hear, especially from a musician, to kind of hear what the the journey is like. Because often, oftentimes, we see people on a music video or something, and they're like, "Oh, they're so amazing," but not realizing the journey that it took them to get there to that point, in in not only writing the song but recording it and then doing the music video. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's it's kind of it's really awesome to, to hear your journey and, and your challenges. Um, but, you, you know, you, you talk about um, uh, how faith played a role through all this. 
Um, I know you've done um, some faith-based uh, music, and then you've you've done some, yeah, I guess what I would call like mainstream music. Um, so how did faith play a role throughout your journey so far in music? Yeah. Uh, well, it's always like shown up within the content of what I was writing, like 98% of the time, um, just because it forms so much of my worldview, how I see things, how I process them, um, how it impacts me. And so like, I can't separate the two. Um, but from like outside of writing, the the biggest thing is the Lord has always gone before me. And because sometimes I've struggled to like articulate things well, but within music or within someone else's song, being able to feel fully understood or able to express myself, like the safest place I've always felt is in worship with the Lord and everybody else disappears. Even if I'm the person who's leading that moment, everybody else disappears to me and it's just me and the Lord. And so the safest place I've ever felt is in his presence in music. And um, the Lord's guidance through that has always been so huge. Like he's always been very clear about what doors he's opening and what doors he's closing. And even when he's giving me the option to choose. And because of my walk with the Lord, and how deeply I have seen him move in my life and that everything in my life is worship, not just musical, but like, it's just all a response to his glory and his goodness. Um, and what he's done, like, I can't help but point everything back to him. So like every opportunity I've had or everything I've considered has to go back to the Lord because it doesn't make sense outside of him. Like what I have gotten to experience is only the hand of the Lord. What I haven't gotten to experience is the Lord's protection or the Lord saying, Hey, this is not what I have for you. And because I want to glorify him, like I just want people to know the hope that I have in Christ and pray that that's encouragement to them. Um, it doesn't make sense for me to operate outside of that, if that makes sense. Um, so everything is always, whether it's been hard or heartbreaking or really exciting, it has to go back to the source because the Lord has given the love of music and has given the ability to create it. And I just want to make sure it goes back to him. Yeah. And another thing you mentioned is family was really important for you, especially growing up. And it seems like you were, you've always been um, surrounded by music of some sort. Um, how important was that throughout your journey and finding kind of that music was the path that you were, you're were going to choose. Yeah. Uh, huge. My, so my dad like is very like the, literally the, the musical example that I got to follow because he was a songwriter, um, participated in so many different like uh, avenues of music from opera to folk to um, like more nationalistic stuff or different things like that and then obviously worship stuff in church so getting to create and just see how that was just such a normal part of my dad's like daily and weekly rhythm that was huge in shaping it for me like yeah like why wouldn't you just respond in song why wouldn't you just create like dude and everything don't ever stop um and both of my parents have always been encouraging and especially with my mom I have like such an open relationship with her so getting to talk to both of them, especially my mom, through a lot of my musical experience, they have just been such encouragers. And the two of them are also um, devoted followers of the Lord. And through their prayer and their wisdom and like their counsel through a lot of that, 
they've helped walk me through a lot of cool opportunities or encouraged me or like really been moments where they've out of protection with the spirits leading um called out different things and they have yeah I can't do anything without them and like at the bare minimum too like they left a country in the middle of war to come to another country and rebuild a life and did something I will never have to do so that my sister and I could have an opportunity where like the idea of music as a full-time career is not crazy and is is real and I couldn't have achieved any of that if it wasn't for them so um you know oftentimes um from what I've seen especially you know San Jose State um, you know, I saw, especially in my early years of, of college and even high school and even still today, um, I think there's a lot of young people that struggle what their passion, their calling is, or they might think they're not, they're not good enough for certain career paths. So they might end up doing what's the safe bet for them, or maybe, as you said, you know, like what their parents encouraged them to do. Um, so what advice would you give to others, not just young people, but I guess everyone that's really trying to figure out um, what they want to do and what their calling is um, to what, what advice would you give to, to those that are really struggling what they want to do in, in life? Yeah, that's a great, a great topic. I think it's important to know that realistically for the majority of us, like passion and calling doesn't always necessarily, is not always necessarily synonymous with like your day job, if that makes sense, because you don't only live to work, but you do have to work to sustain life, right? Sometimes your passion and your, your nine to five aligned, and that's an amazing opportunity. And sometimes they don't, but the thing that you are passionate about or that you are called to do, and you're clear on that also doesn't suffer just because you have a nine to five and that there's also a way to um, carry that passion and represent it in your nine to five workplace. Um, and also like some people know from a really young age what they're supposed to do and some people don't. And whatever that looks like for any individual, I would encourage the posture of a student for the rest of your life. Um, there's, you can be confident and, and clear, but you should always have the mindset of there's still someone that knows more than me. And I, maybe I can have, maybe there's something for me to learn in this situation, even if it's not like directly associated with the thing that you're wondering. Um, so to be curious, um, know yourself, but be definitely be curious and have the posture of a student and see what you have to learn in those. And it could be like, I definitely went the slow route. <laughs> I moved like a snail. Like definitely was working the entire time, but there are certain things that had they come sooner for me, it would not have been the right time. Maybe ability wise, I could have met the moment, but um, character or maturity wise, I wasn't prepared or vice versa. And so um, I know the Lord is very purposeful in all of those things. But yeah, it's just because you have to work a regular job like 99.9% .9 of the people in the world have to do that. And that's just a part of daily life, but also um, be disciplined to protect time and pockets to do the thing that you are passionate about. And maybe they align, maybe they don't, but it doesn't mean that you stop doing it. So. Well, I'm, I'm sure there, there are people listening to this interview right now and they're like, oh, how can I connect with you and your music? <laughs> uh, so um, let's take a pause, uh, share, like how can people connect with your music and all the work that you're doing? Yeah, so 
music wise, everything is found on all the streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. I think people still use Pandora, <laughs> YouTube, every it's all over, but my, I always gravitate towards Spotify for sure. But all my projects are out there. I have a YouTube channel as well with videos. Um, and then online, just Shamina Music is my Instagram handle. Um, if you come across a Shamina that's belly dancing, that is not me. I couldn't uh, lock in the Shamina Music or the Shamina handle for everything. So just know if that's what you come across, that's not me. Um, I cannot move like that. I'm not that talented, but um, yeah, uh, online you can find me and Spotify is probably like my, the main thing I would point people to. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm kind of curious as well. There was uh, some recent attraction in your social media about a, a project that you were raising money for. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, absolutely. So in March, mid-March, I launched a Kickstarter campaign. Are you familiar with the Kickstarter platform? Mm-hmm. So it's a crowdfunding platform. And um, I did it to raise help raise funds for this next project that I've been working on. Um, and I've always, so I've done, I did a Kickstarter maybe like 10 years ago. And um, being independent, you just have to save up money and whatever you put out, whatever the income comes back to you put that back into music and with some of the stuff that I really wanted to accomplish I was like I I think I've got a village of people that will come around me um and I was so grateful it was such an emotional roller coaster but yeah the I raised funds to record this next project um it's not like a crazy out there sound it's just a little bit different than what I had done a little less um like raw five-piece, four-piece band kind of feel and um, exploring some more of my vocal, where my voice lands in terms of different styles and how I can blend those to make a true Shamina sound. I'm really excited to share it. I got to record with a musical hero of mine and um, we recorded while I was in the midst of the campaign. And that was also a trip, like committing to something that I wasn't fully funded for yet, <laughs> but the Lord provided in the last day. And um, I'm really excited. Those will, I'll get to start sharing them in the new year, which I'm really excited about. I've been getting mixes back and we're wrapping up different parts of that and then moving to like the visual art side of it. And I'm so stoked. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so in addition to that kind of that project, what does the future hold for Shamina Music? Yeah, so I will be releasing music at the start of next year, and I'm a purist. I love albums. I I know that they're purposeful behind the heart of the artist, but not everybody listens to an album all the way through. And so while it will it will technically all be under the same umbrella, I'm just releasing singles. Um, and so I'll start doing that probably in February of this next year, just really taking the time over the remainder of this year to be thoughtful and plan out how I want to release everything between the songs and like video or different things that accompany that. But that'll be in February and it'll be five singles. Um, I have more music that I aim to record, um, but I'm starting with these five and I'm really excited to share them. Awesome. So what would you say is your favorite project or song so far that you put out? that I've put out, ooh, that is so hard because they're just all so meaningful in different ways. Um, it's like my, picking who your favorite kid is, I right? Say, my favorite is your cover of A Thousand Hallelujahs. 
Oh, thanks. Dude. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a really fun project. We had a, a stunning backdrop that we got to yeah. film in. It was amazing. And the guys I played with were just phenomenal. My friends, Jason and John, just out of this world, like they just knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I haven't actually answered your question, have I? <laughs> uh, that is definitely a really cool project. I, that holds a special place in my heart because I've never done like a live um, acoustic kind of project and I've always wanted to. So got to check that off the list. I would say my album from the Valley was probably um, one of the biggest like personal accomplishments, especially because at that point I, I was a new mom. My daughter was about almost a year old when I went and recorded it and part of like the journey of the nose like in this season of life being written off because I am a mother um I've got a three and a half year old now and I'm due in four weeks with our second daughter and just the immediate mm -hmm. pass you up just because you're a mom is is really disappointing but at the same time it's like hey I've probably never been busier than I have in the last couple of years of being a mom, <laughs> like specifically with music. And so much more life has come out of writing with that. Um, so that album in particular was a really huge accomplishment for me because I did that as a new mom. And a lot of those songs just captured, well, the entire album captured a really specific season of my life that I'm grateful to be on this end of getting to still sing them and like what the Lord brought me through. And my biggest like streaming song online is the song off that album called God Who Saves. It passed a million streams um, just a couple months ago. And that just, it felt like so unattainable because there's so much out there. But the fact that a song that meant so much to me and really having no connections as I was putting music out there and that like reaching people, that's just kind of captured a, a really neat season of like personal accomplishment, personal growth for me. So I would, I would say that album. And then the guys I worked with, again, that whole studio experience yeah. at the Smokestack was just unreal, like unreal talent. So caring of me and of my songs and just an absolute blast, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, you're getting busier. Now you have a, a you know, family with two kids. Um, how do you manage it all and balance being a mom, musician, uh, wife, and whatever roles that you play? How do you, how do you achieve that balance? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there's a formula. It's literally like a week by week check in calendars, figure out like what are the appropriate seasons to say yes to things, the appropriate seasons to say no. Um, mm. And so like really keeping some ambitions in check with the reality of life. And then back to like the discipline of carving out time, even if I didn't have kids, like I would still have to be disciplined of putting aside time to work on these things. Like I can't just write on, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm talented or I have a natural ability. Like that doesn't get you anywhere. So same thing kind of carries over into this season. I have to really like map out my time, partner with my husband, who's like, he's my husband's actually tiptoeing over here <laughs> on the other side. But really partnering with him because he's been yeah. such a huge support because not all partners are that supportive. Um, figuring out what makes sense within our family schedule, my schedule to do this and that. Like I went to Nashville for a week in March and there's a lot of logistics in that. And um, so it just takes a lot of communication and just way more patience because even as a 
anytime you create something or there's a product that you're excited about, you want to put it out immediately, but you do have to sit on it for a while. And it's just a season of being patient and knowing that the wait is worth it as like you pour into it in time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, one of the, yeah, as we kind of wrap up this interview, uh, I really wanted to know kind of your mindset and like your why, why, why is it that you continue to create music and, and do what you do? And this might be a two part and, you know, as you're writing, what's kind of in your mindset, what is it, what, what is it truly that that's on your heart to continue creating music and, um, and, and sharing the music that, that you've been for, for years now? Yeah, I would say the biggest why for me, um, particularly with music and what it's meant in my life is like life isn't the line that always like runs through my head is life is incredibly hard. And Jesus is immeasurably good. And that's essentially what like songs do for me, what music does for me, that in the midst of trial or triumph, that for me is always tied back to the Lord and the hope that I have in him and what I've seen him do and what I'm still praying with expectancy to see him do. Um, so the biggest why for me is to encourage others of the hope I have in Christ. Like, even if it's not like necessarily an obviously faith-based song, who I am is still informing what I'm putting out there. And the biggest why for me is to encourage others and to glorify God in the process. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, so one more time, how can people connect with your music and all the work that you're doing? Yeah, you can find me on Spotify, on Apple Music, all um, online streaming platforms platforms just type in Shamina and you'll see me pop up and then online I'm at Shamina Music and you can find me everywhere yeah and then uh, if you're listening to the podcast you'll um, see in the description of the podcast uh, a link to Shamina's website where you can connect with her Spotify and um, wherever um, music is streamed so Shamina it was really an honor to, to, to chat with you and um, yeah, take a deep dive into a life of a musician. So it's just great. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor for me. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, pray that your future uh, continues to be successful as it is today. Thank you, dude. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. I hope you're able to learn from Shamina's story about her journey in becoming a musician and continuing to do the work being a singer and songwriter. And if you want to connect with Shamina and some of her music, you can go to shaminamusic.com. And that link is also in the podcast description on the podcast platform that you're listening on. And you can connect with her music on Spotify and also connect with her on social media as well. And she's also on Apple Music. So I hope you uh, enjoyed that interview with Shamina and also wanted to mention if you haven't gotten a copy of my book, Navigation and Discovery, you can go to my website, CameronSingh.com or also go to CameronSingbook.com and those links are also in the podcast description. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast and uh, Feel free to check out some of the episodes, uh, previous episodes on the podcast. We've had some awesome guests from all different walks of life. And that's really the purpose of bringing it, bringing these interviews to you, uh, hoping that you can learn from these different stories and uh, apply some of the lessons learned to your life wherever you're at. 
Thank you again for all your support and for tuning in to the podcast, and we'll catch you on the next episode.